All right, y'all, and joining me today, so happy to have him on, the creator of the Game Basketball GM, we have Jeremy Chef, a.k.a. Dumb Matter. Jeremy, how's it going, man? It's all good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I mean, we're in the dog days of the NBA offseason, and for me, like, that's my one kind of orb, so when it's not there, it's not like I have a real fallback option. I've been doing some more reading, trying to work out more, but um, it's been pretty dry. It's been pretty dry outside of that. Yeah, there's a little bit of European basketball going on. Very true, very true. And I got to step up my game up on that. Um, unfortunately, I just looked into it, what, yesterday? And there was unfortunate injuries to, of course, Gallinari and others. But so far, you know, like you said, it's going to be training camp is in what? No, the season starts in like 56 days, so training camp's like a month away? 56 days. You got like a countdown <laughs> on, on your wall posted or something? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe. Just a little, just a little thing on the side. <laughs> But I have to say one thing that has been keeping me going, of course, I talk to you about this or on Twitter as much as I can at Basketball GM, right? And we've ha- I've had you on here before. We've talked about it, um, kind of your journey into making the game and some stuff that you've um, kind of had down the pipeline then. It's been a minute since then, and so much more has come to the table. But before we even get started with all of that, you know, for the people who have unfortunately do not know about this game, like, can you explain what it is, a little background on, like, how you got started, just like the Cliff Notes version, and then, you know, however you want to go into that. Sure. So Basketball GM is a basketball management simulation game. And so what that means is that you are running a basketball team. So you are the person, you know, signing players, setting the lineup, drafting players. You got to deal with the finances, um, but you don't actually play basketball. So it's everything about a basketball team except actually playing basketball. So if you've played like uh, NBA 2K, they have like the My NBA mode where you can do a lot of the things like that. So Basketball GM is kind of like that, except if you just sim all the games. Um, so no actual playing of basketball. And some other cool things about it are that it's free. You can play it in a web browser. It's at uh, basketball-gm.com. And there are no microtransactions or anything like that in it. You can, it's just kind of like unlimited free game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was a very concise, but really thorough breakdown of that. I got to say, since I haven't, and it's probably, I'm, I'm, I'm shameless about it. I've probably played this game, I'd say at least once a day for like the past, I want to say two years. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm always at least for a second doing something on this game. Yeah. And yeah, and that's something about this type of game, like a, like any type of like strategy game or simulation management type game, you kind of has infinitely replayability because every time you play it, it's a different situation. There's different stuff going on. And yeah, I think sports ones in particular, like as long as people are interested in professional basketball or professional other sports, somebody's going to, you're going to want to play a game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to, because you naturally think, you know, you know, what if they had made that trade? What if they had drafted that player? What if they'd signed that player? You know, I could do better. I could do it differently. Um, you know, you want to see what you have. Absolutely. Uh, funny you said that. All through draft, all through free agency. I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm going to try to do a lot of things differently. Um, <laughs> and I've had literally like of like several leagues on my um, setup with like the 2020 Lakers. Okay, where do we go wrong? Even though I have my own theories in 2021. Yeah, so, yeah, you could try the theory of like what what if they didn't trade away all of their good role players? You know, maybe try that. 
Exactly, exactly. It's been a lot of fun to do that. And that's what I like about, I mean, it's one of the many things I like about your game. Obviously, in a, in, a, in a day and age where, especially with games, there's always, I mean, it seems like microtransactions have kind of become the unfortunate reality of it. And I'm still, you know, standing against the void like it's ridiculous. You know, we paid X, Y, and Z. And like, we should be able to get this core experience without being, you know, forced into giving more. Um, and I'm not into the, I'm not as abreast of the larger gaming landscape. So, like, from what I know, I'm like, okay, this is kind of what it is. But to have a game like yours that is, it's easily accessible, but it can also be as deep as you'd like to make it. And it's already free from the jump and something that you continue to have that way. There's a, a, a way to support you, of course, but, like, it's not shoved down your throat or anything. I really think that's that's a rarity out here in terms of any type of game. Yeah, I think it's I think it's probably just that, like, you know, I didn't start this to make like a video game business. I started it like as a hobby project, like because uh, I wanted to, I wanted a game like this to exist. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll try making one and see how it goes. But then if you're coming from that mindset, you're not thinking like, you know, how do I make as much money as possible? How do I, you know, hire a staff of whatever? How do I, you know, get it, you know, just turn it into like a real business. So like that stuff all, you know, can I make money from it? That all kind of came later. And then, you know, the game already existed. It was already free. It already had some people playing it, like even, you know, before there was any idea it could be a business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, don't, I think I think that, that that background is kind of kind of makes it a little bit unique and probably probably contributes some to, to, to how things are today. Like, um, yeah, like I'm still just pretty much working on this by myself and hopefully can continue doing that because that's the fun part to me. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, just as, I'm glad it's as fun for you as working on and tinkering it as it as it is for myself. Like waiting with bated breath on updates and like lounging around the Reddit space. And I, I guess I kind of want to kind of transition into the impact that you said this game kind of going from a hobby, something you wanted to ba basically making what you wanted to play out there, putting out what you wanted to see, and, and really seeing it blow up as it has and impacted folks. I've you know I've been on Reddit. And obviously, you see people all the time who are like sharing their stories about the game and i know for myself like it's kind of crazy but like or at least it seems crazy to me saying it out loud but there's been like several especially in the past like two years on a personal note where i've gone through some like really tough stuff that has been like cool to like get lost in something for a minute and like for a moment like be at peace i've gotten through some bumpy rides just kind of taking a moment to do something crazy or like chuck it we're gonna i mean it, like i'll funnel any frustration or something i have in a particular situation i've had between you know death and family stuff like that to like okay i'm just gonna take a moment to be by myself and try to give this outlet that actually kind of makes me feel a little bit better and i know other people have probably had stories or something similar to that like how has it been seeing something that you started like this kind of become and it's still growing but something that means a lot to others in that way it's yeah i don't even know how to how to how to process it i think like i, I don't i don't even know if i really like i, I kind of like <laughs> don't even really think about that but like i know it because yeah like what you said and like some other people have told me things like that and like some people have told me like kind of like extreme things or like you know like you know i'm feeling depressed and like there was a time in my life that like playing this video game was kind of like the only thing that like brought me some happiness and yeah, like I don't. I just don't. I don't even know what 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 to say about something like that because 
I guess it's just it's just hard. I think the only way I can I can like think about it is I kind of feel the same way on the other side like when I've gone through tough times in life to be able to just like you know work on the video game is as like a distraction as a you know this is like a constant in my life mm -hmm. um that I can come back to but um yeah I guess I guess I just feel like you know whatever pe whatever positive thing people are able to get from it is is like in incredible cuz yeah like there's I, I didn't do anything to like make that happen you know like I, I, well, that's not part of the plan <laughs> i keep thinking about those um you know those memes where it's like oh my god you changed my life and you're like i'm literally this person <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's probably how it kind of comes off sometimes right <laughs> yeah sure and it's also probably true that like you know most people who play the game they probably do just see it as you know this is just a fun game i play sometimes and like it's not it's not it's not so serious but yeah yeah <laughs> no absolutely and that's that's what makes it so like interesting to me i mean i've had moments like that, i guess where you'll read a book that they'll say change your life and in the moment you're like this is an abstract piece of like art or you know a document this or that and like for it to have you i don't put video game stuff in that same light but i guess in that same way any outlet that you kind of have that's able to in any way sort of bring you peace however that entails or bring you some sense of security like you mentioned earlier reliability always being there in a time where maybe a person's going through an uneven stretch like it's really interesting to me if i hadn't experienced it myself on a smaller level i probably would have been like oh that's curious you know i mean i probably <laughs> wouldn't have been able to relate to it but i would go yeah. hmm, interesting but then having that small note of like wow like no that really happened for me it was it's still odd like saying it but it makes sense having in some way kind of live through it i guess if that makes sense yeah and i guess probably more and more people are going to feel that way about some video game like you said probably in the past it was more like you know if you read a book or something that could have done that that's of course still happens of course but yeah um i guess when you think about that like you know people might be reading a book that was written like 100 years ago or like 200 years ago and think wow that like changed my life and you think mm -hmm. about like the author who wrote that would have you know no idea what was going to go on 200 years in the future i wonder if that's going to happen with video games and people are still going to be playing the same video game in like a hundred years after people are dead. <laughs> that's kind of crazy, but yeah, exactly. Like the, the work going far past the edition, like not only the addition, like the original idea of the creator, but also just making its own new legacy. Yeah. That's kind of surreal. <laughs> um, but speaking about not just on the, the micro level, what basketball GM has been for players. I know it's kind of understood like that it's opened up some opportunities for you. Some rather unique kind of out of the box, um, opportunities i'd like to definitely like hear a story too if you have like kind of what's been in your circle from you know since making this game rather yeah just yeah there's yeah there's a few different things one one pretty pretty cool thing that happened this was in the early days of the video game existing okay was that somebody uh somebody working for the sixers emailed me and basically asked me to like apply for a job there because they had seen you know, that I, I guess probably on like LinkedIn or something, or maybe on like my blog or that, you know, I, you know, some stuff about basketball in my video game. And also that like, you know, I was, I was like working as a data scientist at the time. Oh, wow. And that was back when, uh, when like Sam Hinkie was there and they were doing, you know, all the analytics stuff and they were trying to be very forward thinking. Um, and so, yeah, so like I, I talked to them a few times, like I went through like a few rounds of interviews, wound up not getting a job offer from them. Mm -hmm. um, but then in retrospect, that was probably for the best because then like shortly after that, you know, they fired Hinky 
And then I think a bunch of other people left. And I don't know if it would have been very fun to be working for the Sixers um, <laughs> in, the, in the post-process era. Uh, now that, you know, they have a good, they have a good, you know, better team that might be more fun. But like internally, I feel like there was probably a lot of like chaos and upheaval. And then well, you know, all the stuff that happened with the uh, replacement GM after Hanky as well. Yep. <laughs> that was a lot of, um, a lot of stories, a lot of drama there with the, the Colangelo regime. Um, fun for sure. Um, but wow. I mean, that is interesting just to be able to have that kind of opportunity kind of blow up. And I, I imagine for a second, like, would you have, and it's just from a basketball level, did you like the Sam Hinkie process or did you, as someone who, Given your background as a basketball fan, as a data scientist, looking at the way that he did this, kind of a sidebar here, but like, would you have considered maybe going to work every day in that type of environment? Of course, not knowing the job, fun? Probably, yeah, because, you know, there's, it's not like, you know, the goal is to be bad. It's, you know, that was just seen as, you know, this is the strategy for being good, but not just being like somewhat good, being really good. And, of course, I mean, of course, I think it makes sense, you know, that it's not just, you know, we need to get one draft pick and then, you know, we'll be good or we need to get two draft picks. It's, you know, you need a bunch of chances to roll the dice and hopefully get lucky because, you know, nothing is guaranteed. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the number one pick. It's not guaranteed success. But if you have, you know, five or six really top lottery picks, then, you know, it starts to become closer to guaranteed. Um, so, like, yeah, it's a good idea. It, for the most part, worked, um, even though they kind of ended it a little bit early. Um, but yeah, it would have been fun to be involved with something like that, especially because it was kind of like, uh, you know, breaking the rules a little bit of how things were supposed to be done, thinking about things in a new way. You know, that's always fun. Definitely, definitely. I think as a thought exercise, again, it's interesting because, again, taking it from the real life as a fan, like, wow we see the Oklahoma City Thunder right now in the midst of a multi-year rebuild. Unfortunate news of the Chet Holmgren's injury for the year. Uh, they were already going to be doing that, but now they're doing that without, you know, reaping the rewards of this last draft class. And I'm looking at it like, wow, it's so interesting to see them, hey, we're at ground zero. We're trying to figure out, you know, how many, you know, blue chip kind of talents we can add to this team. But in my head, it's like you also have a guy in Shea Gilchrist-Alexander who is still young, but has been around for a couple of years and managing that. And I just think it's always interesting, like you said, like the many different ways of roster construction and team building and philosophy and how that kind of comes into play. Yeah, definitely. And I guess I wonder if they're thinking if this thing drags on too long and we have to keep doing, you know, the Oklahoma City process, are we going to have to start trading away our good players? You know, even not just, you know, Shea, but like uh, even like some of their role players who are who are are developing, Mm -hmm. you know, is that going to fit the timeline of, you know, not just Chet Holmgren, but whoever they're going to draft next year, because it's probably again going to have another top pick. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. And I've seen I have way too many horse stories my own, like trying to play through certain things where I'm like, okay. You know, we're going to do like a three-year rebuild. I got, you know, good whatever my boss. And you have a player who's like really talented, like 22, but they're fed up and they're not going to resign, you know, after their rookie extension or whatever. And it's different than Shea. He already just re-upped. But again, you're managing players. They can always request a trade. Like you said, aligning the timelines is always an interesting an interesting uh, concept for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But looking, I actually had another thing I wanted to ask you about. Neil Payne, uh, a basketball GM player. Uh, tell me more about this. Yeah, so yeah, that was an, that was another funny thing that happened. Um, 
So yeah, so Neil Payne, the I think he's he's still at uh, five thirty eight right now. He's a, a like sports journalist, writes a lot about basketball, but other stuff as well. And like yeah, like I had been reading his stuff for a while. Like he's like he's I think I think he does good work. But like he kind of like out of the blue sent me a DM on on Twitter, and it wasn't like hey you know I played your game and and you know it, it it's nice or something like that. It was like. I think I found a bug in how the assist percentage is calculated. And here's like a spreadsheet showing, you know, the, what the, you know, I think the calculation should be versus what, how the game is calculating it. And then, and then I looked into it and he was totally right. That it was like a typo in the assist percentage formula and it needed to be fixed. And it was, it was just like, man, like it, it kind of raised my, my view of him as a journalist. Cause I was like, you know, if you notice a little detail like that in this game you're playing, like what kind of, you know, stuff are you going to notice that, you know, when you're, when you're writing these stories, you know, cause that, that's kind of what it's about. Like some little detail, you know, might not seem important, but might wind up being a big story. So it's like, yeah, he was playing basketball GM and just, you know, couldn't get past There's this little, this little detail. That's not, it's not quite right. I need to, I need to investigate. I need to get to the, get to the root of the story. That is so neat. <laughs> like that is really funny. Like just a random DM. Like, Oh yeah, by the way, you know, this, that, and the other. And it's like, wow. Like, like you said, it's just really cool to kind of see that. Wow. Um, I, I guess going from that, we we know that this is kind of a one-man type operation with you in terms of, you know, features and creating the game and everything. But you've had other people, you know, that you've collaborated with who have given ideas or really helped in terms of the progression of the game. Um, I know I'm familiar yeah. with um, Alex Noob, um, just having used some of his rosters in the past. But I want to give you a moment any other, um, you know, people that you obviously have worked with in the past that have kind of really helped, you know, I, I've been playing this game for like what i want to say four or five years but it's really from when i first started occasionally playing every once in a while it's like where it is now has obviously been a lot of progression there so definitely curious to hear about that yeah there's like tons of people who have who like helped me out by like giving feedback and testing things Mm -hmm. um but uh also some people go even further than that and some of this is because um like I actually make the source code to the video game publicly available. It's not like technically open source if anyone, you know, cares exactly what that means, but you can like look at all the source code, you can, you know, run it yourself, you can make changes to it. So, you know, sometimes, you know, I will get people who will, you know, actually say, you know, come come through and help develop a new feature or make some improvement to the game itself. Um, which is, you know, really cool when that happens um and yeah a few guys in particular like uh you mentioned alex noob he um he made an nba roster for basketball gm like years ago i don't even know when it was originally i would have to look it up but like a very long time and he's kept it up to date you know constantly throughout that time Mm -hmm. and after he was doing that for a while I i finally asked him like could i just like take that and put it in the game like are you cool with that um and and he was like yeah like he was kind of you know happy to happy to help and has kept updating it after that and that's where the uh kind of player ratings for the current players in the game come from is from what this kind of one random person on the internet who started doing it years ago and now it became an official like part of the game um and a kind of similar thing happened for the uh, historical rosters um so you can play you know all throughout the you know league history you can start at any time and that would pretty much be too hard to do by hand because there's so many players every single season Mm -hmm. um so 
what someone else had done um uh, and his his like online username is is like Nicky Dobe N I C I D O B. Um, you can look him up places, but um, he just like wrote this blog post saying like, "Hey, I found this video game basketball GM, and I decided to take all the data from NBA history and combine it with basketball GM and automatically generate player ratings for all these you know historical seasons um, using some you know machine learning technique and." just like kind of dumped it out there and you know it was really cool and people started using it some and then eventually basically kind of the same situation happened i asked him like you know can i like take something based on this and put it into the game and you know same deal that's where the historical rosters came from they're still they're generated kind of with a similar machine learning method to what he originally came up with so that you know it all kind of happens automatically to generate basketball gm ratings that uh, will produce, you know, the stats that were actually produced by these real players. Um, and, and then uh, he, he's also helped out with a few other things like uh, basically like every now and again, he'll like, he'll like send me a message about, you know, some algorithm he wants to put into the game for something like, uh, and sometimes it doesn't work, um, which is, you know, fine, but sometimes it does work pretty well. Like uh, the contracts in the game, uh, how like free agent contracts are determined yeah. is something that works a lot better now than it used to. And that was pretty much from his, I, he, he came up with an algorithm to set this, to set all the player contracts for free agents. Um, and it's uh, basically, it's, it's kind of like a dynamic, like auction based algorithms. And the end result is that they kind of dynamically adjust based, you know, if it's a strong free agent class, then people kind of have to ask for less money because there's so many available options out there for teams. Mm -hmm. But then you can, you know, if the op, if it's a weak class, then you can ask, you can get away with asking for more because teams just don't have a lot of options of who to sign. And then same thing for, you know, how much money teams have available. Like if nobody has a lot of cap space, then, you know, maybe you can't ask for a max contract. Nobody has max cap space. Um, or if tons of people have max cap space, then, you know, you can get away with asking for more. Um, and it really makes the game feel a lot more realistic because the contracts feel more realistic. Um, and yeah, that kind of came from him. Uh, and that's, that's really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. I love the fact that you have a more of a collaborative approach and are able to kind of get ideas and have people who not only want to help, but come with these amazing ideas to only help with the development and further progression of the game. That's, that's really neat. And yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed a contract situation for sure. Um, <laughs> as a team trying yeah, to get, you know, know. I know that's something people complain about in uh, 2K. If you sim like a few years into the future, people start asking for like unrealistic contracts mm -hmm. that like no one has money to sign, and then you know a player never gets signed, and it's mm -hmm. just kind of just kind of feels bad. And, yeah, that used to happen sometimes in basketball GM too, but now it almost never happens that someone will ask for you know completely nonsensical contracts. Yeah, yeah, like they're you know Anthony ever told now for fifty million a year at age thirty six. You know, or whatever yeah and like <laughs> no one has 50 million dollars available to give them even if they wanted to exactly exactly no i love the way it's done now even when you know hey um preseason's here i still haven't been signed i wanted two million for three years but you know what okay i'll take the one year men for one year or mm -hmm. you know just over that just to be on the team like i do like that dynamic reaction kind of based um simulation in there uh for sure yep. Yeah, but I, I got to go kind of from that more to, I mean, you more to, I guess, 
funnier stories related to basketball GM, right? I'm sure you've had yeah. funny ones you came on, of you come across on Reddit and on Twitter. I've seen a few on Reddit that are hilarious. Um, I have one um, a while back. I am a huge, and I've told you about everyone, that, like I'm a huge basketball GM fan on mobile just because I'm always out or at work or whatever. And it's just so easy to like play it from pocket, this, that, the other. Um, mm-hmm. Inside a range, I had a date and I had... <laughs> <laughs> I'd had one I'd not I changed my clothes and put the phone in my pocket but I wasn't really thinking about it like I just had my I call my basketball GM phone it's literally just like a forty dollar phone yeah, so, oh, you, yeah you got to explain the basketball GM phone situation okay. first so people, so, people can understand what's going on that is true my bad all right so like I'm a real junkie on this thing y'all and I was tired of like trying to manage to play it on my phone as well and have to like I would be playing it for a good chunk of time and also want to, you know, use my phone as phones are there, right? And I'm already been a portable gamer. I was a big fan of the PSP, PSP Go, like all of those stuff. Like I'm a dedicated, like handheld mobile gamer. I'm like, okay, I really don't want to use my phone for all of that. I just am diametrically opposed to trying to game out on the same kind of thing that I have to send emails, phones, all of that to. So I was like, why not? I'll just like buy like a cheap phone and just make it for the express purpose of playing my game. A dedicated basketball GM machine. Exactly. Like, I don't have to worry about data or anything. Like, I'm all good. I can game as long as I want, as many leagues. And I'm going to definitely get a return on investment on it because I'm going to play this thing all the time. Like, I've been NBA Summer League. This is in my pocket. Like, I always have two. And so it, it leads to some funny interactions when I'm maybe texting somebody, put that phone away, pull the other phone. And people are like, oh, like, oh, you're like, you know, busier you know i've had everything from oh you must be working with you know clients and stuff to other things like no like it's just the phone i play a game on <laughs> and it only adds because if you look if someone's to look at the phone all they're seeing is like numbers like you see it all you're seeing is like uh-huh. numbers and stats and everything so you're not even you know you're, people could be confused and they think i'm doing something a lot more important than i am um uh-huh. but yeah i it's i've loved it it's been great for me but it did knock me out one peg where i met this amazing person we were clicking i got dressed went home changed and i put i don't know why i did this i put my my basketball gm machine in my pocket just to have i guess i didn't even really mean to consciously bring it with me uh-huh. but i was texting her on the way i got a met a nice restaurant and it, it just kind of got awkward like i sat down we're talking and i laughed or something and i already had my phone on the side we both had our phones on the side of the table just to like give ourselves that communication and i laughed moved all of a sudden my other phone falls out of my pocket on the floor, right? <laughs> and so she was like, she was like, what, 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 do you have another phone? I was like, oh, and in the moment, I suck at, like, I suck at reacting in the moment. Like, I, I paused, I looked guilty as hell. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's my, um, so I picked it up. I was like, yeah, it's my, I have a game I love playing. I play on this phone all the time. Um, like, that's, that's what it's for. And it she's like. Sounds like a complete lie. <laughs> And she goes, like, when they slow down, she goes, so you're trying to tell me that you have a phone just for playing a game? And I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly what I'm trying to say. (laughs) And she's like, huh. And, like, I try to show her, like, listen, like, yeah, it has, like, texting and everything, but I've never used, like, anything else but the one app. And I showed her, I I don't think she was convinced. Like, we smoothed over the rest of the evening, and then after that, like, it, 
it, it just didn't work out. She's like, yeah, I don't know. I think we're going two different directions. I was like, I thought we were going the same direction, but I guess the phone did it. So that's that's my funny story. Yeah, I was, that's that's honestly better than any funny story I have. I think that's like number one funny basketball GM story in oh, like, <laughs> basketball GM. I appreciate that. It was the most. I never. I haven't been. I haven't been to that restaurant since. <laughs> Man, but yeah, that that was my funniest one. I definitely understand. It's been cool seeing other like stories at, at on Reddit and stuff as well. But yeah, that this happened to me last year. I think I told you I was gonna share it with you, maybe yeah. a little bit after it happened. Because at first, like you know, it was a real life date. I was really excited, so I was kind of down about it. And then I looked back, like, what is the irony of this? Like, what were you thinking, my guy? <laughs> Yeah, I remember you had posted something, I think on like Twitter or Reddit about having like a, an extra phone used for basketball jam and like uh, made a joke like, you know, like somebody's going to see that and think, you know, whatever. And then you were like, actually, that kind of happened. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That was you. Exactly. It was. Yeah, it was wild. And like looking back on the like, yeah, kid, the optics on that were not super great at all. But like, if people don't understand, like that's. That's that's my game. That's what I do. But next time in future ones, I've just said leave it at home, bro. Like I even really, it was a subconscious thing. I just, yeah, just chill out. <laughs> but yeah, that's been um, that was one of the funnier ones I had. <laughs> but I mean, it's funny that like looking at a game like that, where I guess it kind of lends itself to that because people mention this at work. Like it's, I mean, I work. I'm not gonna. I don't know when. Uh, maybe one person who works with me who might listen to this, but we're good. Like, I work in a, li a public library system. I'm always on my computer all the time, right? And so in between emails, this or that, got a quick break. Like, it's one thing if you're playing, like, a fully, like, fleshed out, like, I'm, you know, on my Switch or something. But if I'm, like, and I love the fact that I could just go on, click real quick. All right, I'm not even really playing yet. Like, there's a free agent I want to sign. I'm looking at numbers from last year. I'm looking at his game log. You know what I mean? I'm looking at where he likes to shoot the ball from, and is it going to fit with my team? Like, it's, like, the perfect kind of work game, too, I just feel like, because you can just, like, slip in and slip out. Yeah, and, like, I, a lot of, as if it's not blocked on your work computer, you could play it on the work computer, too, and I know a lot of people do that or on their school computers. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, if I look at, like, the traffic stats, like, how many people are playing, like, you can see that, like, you know, weekly pattern, like fewer people play it on the weekends because there's some people who are just kind of all day at work or school, just, just playing, <laughs> playing basketball GM. That is so fun. That is, and it's so cool that you can see that too. I wanted to actually ask about that, but I'll save it toward the end, just kind of numbers you've seen and how mm -hmm. far the game is spread. But um, you dropped a huge new feature on this yesterday. I've already put in a few games um, of it. And I, I just want to kind of get you to explain that a little bit um, as well as maybe any other, maybe new developments you got in the pipeline because uh yeah you dropped a huge one yesterday yeah so the background on the future from yesterday is that so until you know yesterday you could create a league and you could simulate within a league so you know if it's you know a 30 team league then those 30 teams play each other and then each year you know they have new you know their new rosters they play each other and that was basically it. It was the current teams in your league play each other, and that's it. Um, but if you think about it, that's kind of you know, kind of limiting for a video game because a video game you can do it. You can imagine anything. You can imagine you know any two teams playing each other, and you know not even current teams. A current team versus a past team. Two past teams playing each other. Two teams from different leagues playing each other. You know a real team from you know real historical team versus 
like a fictional team that you just made up with random players. Um, and that's pretty much what the new feature is. It lets you play an exhibition game between any two teams from any of the leagues you've created or any historical team from league history. Um, and you can play it under, you know, whatever rules or, you know, settings you want. So like you can say, you know, no, you know, you could say you know, a team from the modern era versus a team from the fifties, but they have to play with no three point line, you know, or, you know, it kind of, any, any of the other things you can customize within the game. And um, it's, it's, it's a cool feature on its own, but it's also kind of exciting because I want to do more stuff like this. I want to do more kind of like weird fictional things. Like, you know, you could have like a team, you know, the current all-star team versus, you know, the, the all-time greats in the whole league, including people who are retired or, you know, players who are like, you know, deceased because they played a hundred years ago and you've mm-hmm. simmed a hundred years into the future. Um, That's cool. Or, you know, maybe you've made, you know, eight different leagues and you want to say, I want to make a tournament out of like the eight best teams and, you know, all, you know, the best team from each of my leagues. Uh, that kind of thing would be really cool. And I want to add more stuff like that. So this is kind of like the first step towards that. Even on its own, I think, yeah. Hopefully, people have a lot of fun. Got a pretty good, got a pretty good response from it so far. People seem to be enjoying it. Absolutely. I mean, it's been literally what I want to say, like about a whole day since it's been done. I already like simmed a few of my own teams that I built in leagues that I thought were like super stacked against like you know other teams that I thought were super stacked in other leagues I've made, and I realized they maybe weren't. Like it's been kind of fun. I did a um, I'm still doing it, but a like kind of round robin tournament where. Like, I'll take the finals losers since, like, 1990 and sim them against, so, 90 versus 91. The winner plays mm-hmm. 92. And, like, we're in, like, the year 99 of the Phoenix Suns are still, like, still in this, which I thought was yeah. interesting. Like, it's cool. It's, like you said, it opens up more of that quick game kind of exhibition, but opens up the mindset of, like, wow, like, I could just real quick sim a game, watch it, see something cool um, in, like, a sandbox-type yeah. format. Yeah, and it's also something that you could play with even if, like, you're not interested in, like, managing a team or, you know, simulating 100 years in the future or actually playing a video game. If you just want to, you know, quick sim between, you know, two teams from history, you can just go to it and, you know, press one button and see a box score and a play-by-play log. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe, you know, some people who aren't interested in the video game aspect of it might still have fun playing around with it. Exactly. Absolutely. I, I agree 100% with that. I was, when, when I first heard the tease, I was like, wait, what? And then when it finally dropped the next day, that was like Christmas. Like, every time there's a new <laughs> release, yeah. I, I still remember, like, where I was when it was the first, like, real integration of rosters in the game, and I was like, this doesn't get better. <laughs> I was telling my friend about that literally the entire next day. But speaking of that, actually, um, mm-hmm. so I've met exactly one person who played basketball GM before I told them about it. I've made a few converts since then just because I'm like, hey, you have to try it, you have to try it. I mean, my friend Josh Earl, like there's a few that I've like talked into playing at least once since then, but um, shout out to Justin Matcham, uh, just a lot of stuff with the cat, a lot of, uh, just a lot of um, NBA kind of development stuff, but he had been playing basketball GM for, I think like 10,000 years or whatever on his, like sim 10,000 years on his laptop and it was like slow as like a snail <laughs> like he was trying to show it to me and it was like dragging out and that was when i first was like, hey dude like i play this awesome game basketball gm you ever heard of us like yeah dude like i'm like he was way deeper than even me um and so i have to ask you like have you ran to someone who like 
has played the game or knows someone to play the game before in in I, I want to say in real life. I mean, obviously it's all real life, but it's one thing mm-hmm. having a community of people that you know you don't really know personally, but you you know through Reddit, Twitter, social media. Another like, oh yeah, Josh from up the street. I know him. You know, he knows me, and we play this game. Yeah, and yeah, the, and the answer is I actually haven't ever you know met someone in real life who already knew about basketball GM wow. before I like told them about it. Like some of that could be because like I kind of feel uncomfortable like talking about it a little. Like I don't want to be like you know, it's almost like a spam email if I'm out there like telling like every person I meet, you know. <laughs> No. Or like, because I'm sure I'm sure I've like met someone who's played it, or like, I think like all the pickup basketball games I've played over the year, like somebody mm. played basketball GM, but I'm not like sitting on the side of the court like who's got next? You know, like, who's <laughs> have you ever heard of this game called basketball GM? Like, I don't know, I'd feel weird, you know? Yeah. Um, That's so funny. Like a, a couple times I have heard somebody who like, you know, they know somebody who played it, or like they would say like, oh yeah, I mentioned it, and you know, and then you know my other friends said they knew what it was, and. Yeah, but I guess eventually it'll happen to me. But oh, yeah. maybe. But it's it's also that's the cool thing about the internet is you have this uh, you know really niche type of video game that a lot of people wouldn't like or you know I've gotten that response too from from people I like I like tell them like this is this is basketball GM and this is how it works and you know like what what do you think and like people say like I don't understand how that's a video game or like I don't understand how that's fun. <laughs> Or like, you wow. know, maybe they could use that in like school for like, you know, for kind of some kind of like business class or something mm-hmm. to, you know, but like, I don't see why it would be fun. Like, wow, it's not a video game or it's not like fun. That's um, interesting. <laughs> but then, you know, we have, you know, we have the internet and we can talk to people all around the world. And if, you know, 1% of people would be interested in something like this, well, you know, 1% of the world's a lot of people, but. And you're not going to run into them every day. That is very true. That is very true. Um, and yeah, considering like where you are, and I want to talk about this a little bit now, um, because you not only added, uh, had basketball GM running for a while, but you have made countless other kind of games over the years. And I'd say like maybe three major ones now with basketball GM, um, baseball, football, hockey. Uh, and I do, I mean, I think you would consider like an indie kind of game developer, like an indie video game type of group. Like, how would you describe like, what you kind of gone into with these other games as well um and going into the other major sports and i guess like you said kind of be comfortable where you are in like a niche kind of game developer yeah so yeah like you said there's now uh, baseball and football and hockey games so with basketball that makes all the four like major american sports and yeah i know there's you know a lot of other sports in other countries you know most notably soccer um but I'm an American, so whatever. Uh, and I don't know much about soccer. Um, <laughs> although it would be cool to make a soccer simulation game. It's just soccer. Um, soccer is pretty different than the other sports. Mm. So the advantage of the like major American sports is that all the leagues are pretty similar. Mm. Like NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL. Like they all have about the same number of teams. Like you know they have some kind of like you know limits on the salary cap. I guess baseball doesn't, but the other ones do. Um, you know, they have a regular season and they have like a single playoff tournament and you crown a champion. Um, you have free agency, you have a draft. Uh, they're pretty similar structure. So in, in terms of making video games of those for, you know, the sports management games, a lot of the code is the same for all the sports I have. So it's pretty much just, you know, you have to write something to simulate the different sport. 
And then, you know, there's like one or two things that are unique to, to, to that sport. Like in baseball, you have to set like the batting order, you know, there's no batting order in other sports. Yeah. So like that, that's its own thing. And like hockey has, you know, has like the penalty box. Like there's, you know, there's nothing else like that in the other sports. Mm. Um, but it's really only like a few things per sport that is like, Oh, this is like a new concept I have to add to, to, to the code base. Um, but still just like getting and and that they're all kind of they all share a lot of code which makes it kind of easy to update or like when i release a new feature i release a new feature in all the games at the same time which is really nice mm. um but it was it was pretty difficult to get it to that point to especially get the first like to split it from just being a basketball game into being basketball and football and sharing all that code and every every piece of code is generic enough to be able to do the basketball thing or the football thing in the right situation and finding all the places that, that need to be changed it was it was pretty challenging but now that it is there working like yeah it's nice to be able to update all of them at the same time and i just like press a button update all the video games um <laughs> it's fun but um yeah if if but to do like soccer would be, would be it would be harder because like, it's not it's not an American sport, you know. It's an international sport. They have you know all these different leagues, and you know it's not one tournament to crown the champion. It's like all these different tournaments, mm -hmm. and it's not really free agency. They like the teams actually like sell players to other teams and like weird stuff. Like that doesn't happen here. You know, you can't just you can't just go buy a player. Like what what is that? Like yeah. <laughs> Um, like, what is that? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, there, there'd be a lot. There'd be a lot of different stuff that would have to be added for soccer, but it'd be, it'd be cool to do that someday, or you know, some other sports um, that are you know popular internationally. But even four is a lot, so it's, yeah. it's, it's it's cool to have what I have now. Exactly, um, especially considering the depth that each one kind of provides. Yeah, and that yeah, that's another cool thing about having the other sports is that uh, like they're all basically the same game, just applied to a different sport. But just like the nature of the sport makes the games feel pretty different. Like if you compare basketball and football, like in basketball, you have like, you know, 12 man roster, whatever, maybe a couple extra. And, you know, you know, pretty well, every single player on the team mm -hmm. then football, you have a lot of players um, and players are getting injured all the time. And, you know, you're on your third string, you know, safety and um, it's just a lot more detail you have to manage. You have to sign a lot more players you have to worry a lot more about your depth at all these different positions. Um, and yeah, like if your quarterback in, gets injured, you need, you know, a specific backup quarterback. You can't just be, well, we'll slide everybody over one position and my power forward will play center. Um, yeah. So, you know, to play football GM, you know, you have to wind up playing uh, a lot slower and a lot more detailed. Um, and some people are kind of into that and they like that detail and they like, you know, being able to manage that whole huge roster but other people are like, oh, that's too much. You know, I'd rather play, you know, a simpler game. But then, you know, hey, you can pick if you want to play basketball or football. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the one of the deciding factors is how much how much detail do you want? Yeah, and that's what I love. That's probably my best. Like, I guess if I had to like nail one thing I love about the game is like how deep it can go. Because you're right, like on its onset, you could just fire a basketball GM, twelve players, boom. You know what I mean? Um, but then for me, it's like, okay. I do want to like I always every year change my watch list of players I want to add to my team, whether free agency or trade, and like how their numbers are looking. And if they're starting to regress, I don't want them anymore. Why am I watching them? Like you know that sort of thing. And, yeah. and you know that that level of detail can be enhanced. So like I'll go with a team that's all small ball. 
because I have a type. And we talked about this last time, like players that are yeah. small, score the ball. Okay, fine. We're getting out-rebounded crazy. Let's get this, like, guy who, like, from the ratings isn't really that good. But at least he can rebound. I can play him for, like, 10 minutes a night. And then that helped me somewhat. And I can still play my, like, four-guard lineup or, you know, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's kind of one of the things that I'm trying to do with the game is make it like, I don't want to force you to do stuff. I don't want to force you to have to do micromanagement and force you to look at all the details. But if you want to look at all the details, I want it to be available and I want it to be either as good or better than what you can do for the NBA. Like I want it to, I want it, you know, when you're looking up NBA stats and, you know, NBA box scores and all that, I want you to feel bad because I want you to feel like, man, like it's so much better looking at my basketball GM league and they make it so much easier to look up all these stats and they show you all these other things that I can't find on, you know, ESPN.com or NBA.com. Yeah. Like that's kind of like my ultimate goal is to, is, is to, is to make it like better than reality in terms of like how you can look at the data and the stats. And so, yeah, like I try to put like a bunch of advanced stats in, I try to like, you know, you can like, um, I don't know, like one cool feature in the game is called the goat lab and you can type your own formula in there mm. and the formulas, you know, like you can put different stats in like, you know, points per game or total points in the career, but also, you know, like awards and, you know, you could, you know, you could say like number of points scored times, you know, number of MVP awards plus number of rebounds times, you know, number of all-star appearances, you know, whatever crazy formula you want mm -hmm. and then show, you know, like a ranking of players based on that score that you defined. Um, wow. And like, I'm not sure if you can, if there's a place that makes it easy to do that for, you know, uh, the, any of the real professional sports, mm -hmm. um, Maybe maybe somebody should make that, but um, you know, so, so, but you know, stuff so, so, stuff like that. Like I just, I don't know. It just it makes it makes me happy whenever I get any fee any feedback that's like, you know, I like looking at stuff in your game better than I like looking at you know NBA.com or you know whatever site people use for, oh, yeah. for NBA stats. Absolutely. I mean, I love even like you said the fact that you have. I do this all the time when I'm playing on my on my not on, the, on my phone but on my um, my desktop. Um, you already have the ability to keep the real stats from that player, you know, from the jump. So if I start league right now, let's say I'm looking at Malik Monk, you know, everything he's done up to this point, his career is done. Same with LeBron James, all the awards up to this point, all of that. And so you could actually look at, okay, you know, percentages, this, that, and the other. And now we're going with our sim and seeing how close or how far it relates to what his career has been, regression, all of that. Yeah. I'm a junkie for that. So the deep, you have just the vocal, yes, like this is awesome what you have here. And your the way that you display the data is really so cool and easily accessible. But like you said, as deep dive, as, as in depth as you would like to make it. So really cool there. Um, you were talking about, you know, getting feedback. And you've every year I actually look forward to this. You kind of show how many people play the game. And each year it seems it's gone up. I've only been able, I can only remember the past two years, I want to say, that I've seen like a newsletter or something. Um, before that, I was mm -hmm. definitely a little more casual than I am now in terms of playing it. But like, mm -hmm. I, I kind of want to get like how far reaching it is. We talked about how kind of niche it is in terms of, you know, not really meeting anyone in person, more online. But at the same time, like this game's pulled some numbers. Yeah, it's, it's, it keeps, it keeps 
growing. It keeps kind of like, and there's never, there was never like one point when it was like, you know, went from, you know, zero users to like thousands of users in one day or something. It's just kind of been gradual over the years increasing. Um, but yeah, it's to the point now where there's probably like in total, like tens of thousands of users you know, like active users, like play, who, you know, people who have played it within the past week is probably over like 10,000. Um, and uh, yeah, and one, of, one of the cool things is that uh, just in the US or, um, and so like I use uh, like Google Analytics on my website to track like, you know, how many people are visiting it. Um, it also shows you like what country people come from. And that's one of my like favorite stats is that I've almost got a you someone who's played basketball GM in every single country of the world. I think there's like a few like very small like island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean or something with like you know 500 people. Like a few of those haven't had a user yet, but I think it's literally like three countries haven't had a user. Like every other country has had at least somebody you know play it. Um, and and yeah like one and that includes uh north korea we had one user wow. from north korea show up in the logs and he played it for like 20 minutes and then uh, never came back oh, wow <laughs> so we don't, we don't we don't we don't know what happened to him Hopefully we don't know he's okay okay yeah i'm about um, to say <laughs> wow that is cool yeah hope hope he's fine out there for sure um but yes i mean that is really cool to kind of have that wide of a reach i mean like you said still some small islands here there like i give the program but aside from that really really neat yeah and it's, and one of the things i learned was uh how popular basketball is in brazil like i know there's been some brazilian you know nba players mm-hmm. um so like there's some basketball there but just in my mind like, i just associate brazil with like soccer like i just yeah. feel like everybody just cares about soccer and that's it but like brazil is actually i think like uh you know, one of the one of the biggest like non-English speaking countries that plays my game, which is impressive because like the game's only in English. So yeah, like wow. not everybody can play it there because you know not everybody speaks English. Yeah. Um, but there's still like a pretty, pretty, pretty good number of users from Brazil playing basketball GM and some of them have told me like, yeah, like, you know, we're super into basketball and you know, that's it's kind of a big deal here. That is really cool. Like that is really cool. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask, uh, kind of continuing with the expansion of the game. And I saw this, you shared this, I thought it was interesting. Uh, three words, like a furry basketball association. W- what's going on with that? <laughs> like, let's talk about it. Yeah. So well, <laughs> for, for, first I have to ask you, like, do you know what a furry is? I am familiar. Yes. Yes. My, okay. my, I am familiar with it. <laughs> yeah so this was this was very early in in after i had released a basketball gm i got an email from somebody who was i think he was in charge of this organization called the furry basketball association and so the furry basketball association was like a simulated basketball league um where like all of the players were furries they were like you know these kind of like you know humanoid like animal type things and you know they did like and you know they had they all had you know like their backstories and they had like artwork and like some of them had like twitter accounts and they would like tweet at each other in character and stuff like that um and i was kind of like wow like i had no idea something like this would exist yeah Um, no me neither (laughs) but then uh what he, what he had come across the the guy who was running it at the time. He had come across Basketball GM, and he was like, "Oh, maybe I could use this to simulate like the the games in 
uh, in the Furry Basketball Association. Um, and so he asked me, like, you know, could you, like, make, like, a modded version of it that, you know, we could do, you know, you know, put in, like, custom injuries. Um, you could say, you know, like, I have, like, a broken a broken wing or something instead of, you know, a sprained ankle. Yeah. Um, or, you know, a bird-based character. Okay. Uh, and then, like, a few things like that. And, like, he actually, they actually um, paid me a little bit of money to make, like, some customizations to, to help them do their simulations. Um, and one of them was putting in an exhibition game feature. And it was only ever in that, like, special version I made for them. Wow. Where they could, like, I think what they wanted to do was, like, simulate a game maybe multiple times so that, like, it could, like, fit, like, a narrative or storyline. So they would want to just, like pick i want to play these two teams and just you know until i get a good box score just mm -hmm. sim it a few times yeah. um so I, I had a feature that was only ever released in the, the, the furry version of the game <laughs> um it was only for like that one person who was who was simulating the, the furry basketball association games um which i thought was kind of funny and so and that like at, at some point i need to actually put this in the real game and like it took a really long time to do it <laughs> Um, but then I think eventually, um, the guy who was using basketball GM for that, I think, uh, he stopped doing it. Somebody else took over and I don't think they use basketball GM anymore, but I think the, the furry basketball association does still exist. So if any uh, furries listening to this, you might want to, you know, go, go check them out. Yeah. Wow. I mean, listen, we got to thank the furries for this feature. No, I'm playing. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for the basketball GM uh, special furry edition. That is like honestly the best story I've heard about this ever. Like that takes the cake. Wow, that is really. really I don't neat. know. If, I don't think it's better than the two than the two phone story. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm. I, that was yeah. That was my own pain there. But you're right. I'm gonna put that up there because that was. Uh -huh. That's gold. Yeah. Wow. Well, another cool thing about the, the the furry people is that the guy who was doing that, he would like, uh, you know, and he stopped doing this at some point, but like for like a few years after that, he would send me like, uh, you know, like a holiday, like greeting card, like a Christmas card or something, but it was oh, like wow. a custom, like furry basketball, like greeting card. Like they would have like one of like some, I guess one of, one of them or maybe multiple of them were like artists and they would draw like a special you know, a card and send it out to the whole group. Oh, that is and dangerous. like they made, they made like physical, like trading cards with like, you know, the player's photo and stats and like buy And like, like I still like, <laughs> like you can't buy that stuff. Like, that's, no, like, no. <laughs> so, like, this is like unique memorabilia. So like, yes. I still have, I, I, you know, I'm going to, I'll cherish them forever. Like, so it's really, it's you know, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm laughing, but like on the real, like that is really neat. Like these experiences, these moments. You're right. Like you can't can't find that anywhere else. Barely. Like, <laughs> like that's yeah. that's crazy. But that's really really cool. And wow, I mean, again, like that was the funny. That that that's my favorite story for sure. Um, <laughs> we have the phrase to thank for. That's really cool. I'm I'm gonna have to check them out after this. I don't know. Um, but Jeremy, this has maybe, been maybe we, uh, we have awoken something in you. I don't know. Dude, I mean, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm I, if if they use it and, and I can get myself a trading card, I'm a sucker for some for some memorabilia. <laughs> I was trying to find real quick. Um, I saw this on Reddit and I totally forgot where this guy mm -hmm. had a shirt with like the San Antonio churro on yeah. it and i was like yo yeah. i want that like you like are we gonna get any merch online or is that like how's you have such really cool logos and yeah only like three people would understand like me wearing a shirt with that but like yeah i'm a sucker for that type of stuff yeah yeah that was cool. yeah, a guy in reddit made uh he made his own uh san antonio churros shirt oh, he made it that yeah. was dope like 
and uh, and wore it to a Spurs game and, put, and like <laughs> posted a selfie. That is dope. Yeah. I have a, I have a, uh, I mean, I mean, I have one for myself. I have like a uh, uh, Montreal Beavers shirt that I wear sometimes. Um, you know, I'm partial to the, Be- the Beavers logo. I think that's a nice one. But yeah, I'm kind of too lazy to set up like a real like store <laughs> or like make like real merch or something. But yeah. like I've told people before, like if you want the if you want the you know the graphics and you know you want to design your own, like there's a bunch of websites where you can design custom T-shirts, just like a one-off thing, and and make your own. So if you want to make your own, like I can give you the link to the like the the high resolution graphics. I might have to uh, check you on that, yeah. Because <laughs> between the the Beavers I'm partial to, uh, the Lowriders, uh, the Minneapolis Blizzards, like for some reason yeah. those just yeah. The Lowriders is a great logo, yeah. yeah. yeah my shirt's older than my shirt predates when the the Lowriders. Lowriders, I, yeah. I think I need to get a new shirt. Yeah, my 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 Beavers shirt is getting pretty pretty beat up these days. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I need to make another one. It's had a lot of run. I'd even do them with the basketball GM logo on, like just to have a few. You know, let let's just. Let's just model this stuff out. Vegas yeah. Summer League is like the who's who of who's that, you know? So next year when I go out there, wear like three or four of those shirts, you know, fit right in with, yeah. the, with the 2000 um, Seattle Supersonics jerseys and everything. Yeah, make it happen. Let's do Absolutely. <laughs> Will do, man. Hey, Jeremy, this has been a blast. As like, it's the first time, really a lot of fun. Thank you for hopping on. Um. Where can people find you? Obviously, your work, any updates that you're going to be having, like all of that. Um, definitely plug away. Yeah, sure. So the the Basketball GM website is basketball-gm.com. Um, and on there, there's links to like social media and everything. There's a big community on Reddit. Um, but also, if you uh, go on Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is basketball underscore GM. Um, I post all the updates there and that's honestly like, I don't really use Twitter that much. That's pretty much all I post there is when there's an update to the video game. (laughs) So if you follow basketball underscore GM on Twitter, you'll get all the updates and you know, you'll not get a lot of extra, you know, junk. (laughs) It's pretty clean. It's pretty clean. It's the facts. It's streamlined is, Hey, (laughs) new update. This is what we got. Yeah. Not, you're not going to see Jeremy go, Hey, uh, check out my game. Like this is how cool it is. It speaks for itself. Y'all. So definitely make sure to do that on Twitter at basketball underscore GM. Uh, Jeremy, thank you again, man. This has been a blast. Um, listen, y'all, y'all know where to find me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Um, unfortunately, you will find a lot more random fluff on mine. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could say otherwise, but I can't. No, um, only, only good stuff. Only good stuff. Only good stuff. Thank you. I'll, I'll give that. Exactly. So definitely make sure to check that out. Y'all, listen. Now, tune in. That way, when I, I plug Basketball GM in like every third pod I do. So if you didn't know what I was referring to, this was the show. I hope you listen. Hope you pay attention. Um, Because I probably won't stop. But until next time, y'all, for Jerry, for myself, we are Frosty. Y'all stay Frosty. I'll talk to y'all real, real soon.